This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Welcome everybody to episode 144 of Valiant Central Podcast, take two! We recorded this last night. Uh, Martin is not here this week. He's too busy working because he likes money to pay bills. Uh, I recorded last night uh, with Dennis of the Best of the Rest podcast, and we had a great, probably like hour and a half long conversation. We talked about reading digitally. We talked about hoopla. We talked about lots of great stuff, and it didn't record. And you know why it didn't record? It didn't record because he trusted Discord to record it. And uh, with me tonight is Justin Ehart of the Collecting Valiant podcast. So it makes even more sense for uh, for a Valiant podcast guest to be uh, another Valiant podcast uh, Nerdy Legion member. So yeah, keep welcome, keep Justin. it Valiant. Thank you. Keep it Valiant centric. You know. Exactly. Seems to make sense for a podcast. By the way, we're not talking about Valiant tonight. We're going to talk about baseball cards. Uh, we can talk Dodgers and Rockies. We can talk, you know, anything should, like that. Let's just make fun of the Cardinals because that's actually pretty Valiant because uh, Matt Kent loves the Cardinals and I love yeah, the right? Cardinals. Ronnie loves the Cardinals. And we all know that Ronnie loves terrible things, so it makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you want to get a, a full taste for that, you can just listen to any of the open bars with Ronnie. So, <laughs> I've been on three open bars, and so far it's been quite profitable because uh, you made a bet with me that I won, and then Dwan made a bet with me that I won. Uh, so I, I've come up so far. Then there was that boring one in the middle where there were no bets, but it's either a <laughs> running theme on open bar or it's just you uh, talking valiant. Or not talking Valiant. That's a different Valiant podcast. <laughs> Collecting Valiant uh, podcast hosts uh, are just suckers for making bets with me. I guess so. I, we're just uh, glutton gluttons for you know losing bets to you. I, need I to can acknowledge that. JC I'm a big then. man. <laughs> I wonder what JC wants to bet me about then. I don't know. Uh, he's been super quiet lately with just moving to Ohio. So yeah. Yeah, it's been kind of weird without him. We got to get him onto the that Discord chat though. Uh, he's in there, but he died. is very sporadic. So right now he's got a lot going on with work. So you know, got to yeah. get got to get everything in a row before you can uh, have fun. Yeah, big move like that. It takes a long, long time to settle in. Uh, but yeah, so the bet that we were referring to is uh, I am a Dodgers fan. Justin is a Colorado Rockies fan. Uh, and when was it, Justin? It was, it was like in the summer, earlier in the summer. Yeah, it summer. was before the All-Star. Well, it was well before the All-Star break. Yes, yeah, so it were, like June, maybe? Yeah, probably June. And they were really close on their record. They were within a game or two of each other. I thought the Rockies were even a little further ahead. It, it was closing up a little bit, but the Rockies were definitely uh, in the lead, and the Rockies were looking great. And... Uh, Justin goaded me on the Open Bar podcast. We made a bet, uh, and then the Dodgers proceeded to go on a historic streak of wins. Um, and, and as soon as I made that damn bet, I jinxed <laughs> them, and they just started – like they'd win one and lose three, win one, lose three. And I was getting worried at the All-Star break, and then after that, you know, well, they're both in the, the postseason, so that's all I care about. They'll meet. 
Yeah, tomorrow night the, the Rockies play the Diamondbacks, and whoever wins that one game goes on to play the Dodgers. And you know all the all the baseball pundits are uh, they're just shitting on the Dodgers now. Nobody, of course, almost is picking the Dodgers. But that that's always what happens. They were all hot, so everybody was uh, riding their coattails. And then as soon as uh, you know things get a little bit rocky, everybody's jumping to somebody else. So now everybody's picking the Diamondbacks to win tomorrow night, and then most people are picking the Diamondbacks to go on and beat the Dodgers. Wow. Yeah. Some of the, uh, you know, playoff brackets I've seen have the Rockies losing to the Dodgers, but you know we'll see. The cool thing Not is my seeing, seeing three teams from our division make the playoffs like that, though. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. Yeah, I mean historically our division has been a weaker one, but this year our division has been the best division in baseball. Right. So we got that to hang our hats on, uh, but let's uh, let's get on and talking about some Valiant now. We have a, a little bit of a time limit tonight uh, because I was delayed in getting us started here. Um, but as you mentioned, uh, there's a Shadowman book coming out this week. Why don't you tell us what's coming out? Oh, well, that's that's my main focus is the Shadowman book, and there's going to be a New York City Comic Con exclusive this weekend that uh, a buddy Joe is going to pick up some copies for me. JC and I just reread it before we uh, got together tonight. Have you read it yet, Paul? I actually have not. I've been, I'm a little bit behind in my Valiant reading right now, which is funny because Jay didn't want a podcast because he he was behind. <laughs> I just uh-huh. I just kind of snickered about that. <laughs> yeah, like I'm well, up on it. Um, yeah, this is I'm, the the, uh, the the drummer's ear issue, right? Yeah, and. Renato is doing the art and he did, you know, Divinity Zero. And it is, and I even said this on our podcast that his art is just fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it's all painted. The story, there's only, you know, it's only 24 pages, but it gives us some insight. Um, that there's, I don't want to spoil it too much for the people that don't, haven't read it. Um, but, you know, Shadow Man, of course, is in it. There is a crossroads demon. There is Dr. Mirage. It is, there's only like four pages that I could have done without, or they could have done better. But other than that, it was, it was tight. It was a very solid story. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to reading it. There's actually been uh, quite a few, I, like I said, I'm behind in, in my reading right now, but I've actually been eager to read like everything that's coming out. I just, uh, you know, hectic and whatever it happens. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, I really, we feel were like, kind of, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, we were kind we were kind of in a lull, mm-hmm. you know, or, um, for some really good stories. I mean, we had divinity zero and then, you know, we've got this one and, you know, some of the arcs of EXO have been a little <clears throat> lackluster or they, the pacing has been a little slow for a hyper focused arc to me, but, um, Man, I really enjoyed Shadow Man. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know, obviously people have been uh, excited for Shadow Man for a long time, which is kind of funny. Everybody still kind of is acting like we're not getting Shadow Man, but we got uh, Rapture, which was uh, focused on that character, 
you know, yep. with other characters. It wasn't just him, but and then we had the uh, the arc and then Jack, of course, where we met the magpie version of Shadow Man. But I think it just yep. shows like people people want Shadow Man, Shadow Man. They want something focused on Shadow Man, and not this uh, you know moody brooding magpie Shadow Man. They want some you know they want to get back to to what it used to be, or at least something different, something more like that, something more independent. Uh, so I yeah. I, Without having read this yet, I'm hoping that this is getting a little bit more into that vein, giving people what they want. Um, and have they announced when the Shadow Man series is actually going to start? Oh, I think they had mentioned it was going to be March of 2018, um, but we'd I'd have to go back and double check. But I'm I'm 90% sure it's March or April of 2018. That sounds right. I was thinking early 2018 with it. Um, but yeah, as long as they've actually put. Uh, you know, announce the month that it's going to start. That goes a long way compared to what, what did they tease like a couple of years ago in the free comic book day issue was the first time they teased it. Yeah. And not only that, they've teased Psylords and, you know, we haven't seen that yet. And I'm sure Martin's ears just perked up when I said Psylords. So <laughs> yeah, there should be some good stuff coming, but I feel like we're getting uh, a good dose of stuff lately. Well, um, and I think with, them wanting to do Harbinger Wars 2, and they said that today that every character that appear has appeared in Valiant will have a, a part in Harbinger Wars 2. I really think that their you know reintroduction of Shadow Man slash Magpie is instrumental to get an arc out before it, it he appears in uh, Harbinger Wars 2 next summer. Yeah, that's interesting to hear that, that they're going to have every character involved, because that can, I mean, that's promising something big, but a lot of times when, just in general, any publisher tries to do something that big, it just ends up kind of being a clusterfuck. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you're an old school Valiant fan, so I, I'm sure you have high opinions of Unity, right? Well, yeah, I mean, that was the quintessential point in Valiant that one story could be told across, you know, 18 books from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, since then somebody has gone through and put it into a, a, you know, a straight read through and yeah. And so there's a PDF out there. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I know I've got it saved and archived. I can forward it to you, but uh, the perspective and the way it's done is amazing. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I read it. Um, I I wasn't reading Valiant back in the day then, so I, I read it. I think a couple of years ago, um, and obviously read it in the uh, the order of the issues and everything. Not, you know, reading each series on its own or something to that effect. But uh, it was it was good and it was quite something. It was a good story and uh, it was a feat to do that. But looking at it from my perspective, from you know going back and reading it. Some of it felt a little bit forced in there. You know, some of the characters just, it didn't really feel like they had a place and they just made them a place in the, the bigger story, which isn't necessarily sure. a bad thing. And, and the way they did it, it didn't detract from anything, uh, certainly. Um, but, uh, you know, with Harbinger Wars 2, if they're putting every character in there, I wonder if they're going to accomplish it like they did in Unity, where those characters, even if they don't quite fit, they still. They have their place that's unique to them, uh, but they also it doesn't detract from like the bigger picture of what's going on. Or will it be? Um, and I love the Valiant, but it's my favorite thing. 
but the scene where they have everybody go and fight Mr. Flay. Yeah. And it's just like, wait, where the hell did all these people come from out of the blue? Like, none of these people have worked together before, but for some reason they're all going to fight Mr. Flay for this big scene. Right. But uh, I'll overlook that because that is the best thing Valiant has ever done in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know, man. Secret Secret Weapons is pretty damn good, too. <laughs> Secret Weapons is fantastic, and uh, I've said it before, but the, one of the things that makes it so good and as good as it is is that it is something that is completely new and fresh and different, and you only get one shot at that. Uh, so you know, other series where people have taken something – that has already been like uh, Rafer taking over Archer and Armstrong. It's it, it doesn't matter what he does. It's not new. It's not fresh anymore. Right. Um, it's something that we know what it is and we're seeing what somebody else does with it. Uh, Matt Kent taking over EXO doesn't matter how great you think it is or how great Matt Kent is or anything. And I, I really do like that series. Uh, it, it, cannot have what secret weapons can have because secret weapons was just a complete new thing but man they knocked it out the park uh eric did a fantastic job on that um it was a real pleasure to talk to him when we had him on the podcast and even just chatting with him uh through dms on twitter when we were setting it up uh he was just a real pleasure and you really see how how genuine of a person he is you know whenever anybody talked to them and they're just able to so freely chat about uh, not just talking about their project, but, you know, when you have a conversation with somebody like you and me were talking now, uh, it drifts into into chatting about stuff that's off topic. That's just, you know, when we start talking about baseball a little bit, it's not like we planned in talking about baseball to have some bullshit in there. Um, right. It just it happens when you normally talk. And that's what it was like talking to Eric, you know. Uh, and when you guys had him on, I was I was envious because it sounded like you guys had a very intimate discussion, personable. And the dude's a rock star, you know. I mean, this is you know this title hit it out of the park, and I was excited when he spilled on your podcast that there was going to be an issue zero that followed yeah. Mickey. Yeah, that's going to be good. I'm excited about that one, and I really obviously we know he's involved in uh, in Harbinger Wars too, so that's great. Um, but I do really hope we get to see more out of him. And I know that his main game is, uh, you know, uh, stuff in the field of movies and whatnot. But, you know, he did something great with it with his comic stuff. So I hope he at least keeps on dabbling in it. Well, yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, that he does have a background in storytelling, you know, movies. Um, and, you know, Dinesh, you know, attended USC for film. And so I think that's a really great, you know, complimentary person to add into the mix of everything for a grander scheme of storytelling. So, yeah, and it's he, he's just such a great person to add to the overall that, you know, the bigger picture of Valiant creators, too. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we lost Venditti when Exo ended and Wrath of the Eternal Warrior ended. Um, and he did uh, he did that one Eternal Warrior one shot, but I mean obviously he's clearly kind of gone over to DC now, uh, right? Hopefully there's stuff in the future, but I mean Venditti was like he was a cornerstone of Valiant, and that's a cornerstone that's gone now, you know? Um, well, I mean you can kind of think about it as a Valiant Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. you know, and he was up front and center just like Washington, so you know Venditti, Dysart. Um, Fred Ben Linty. So. Yep. 
and they're all gone right now. That's just kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. So we move on to, uh, you know, Matt Kent, who, you know, took a bigger role doing more titles. Uh, and Jeff Lemire has held down a cornerstone of the Valiant universe. And uh, they're... I don't really think there's anybody. Well, I guess Rafer kind of is the other one who's heavily involved. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Heiser would just be a great addition to that. And it, yeah. it's interesting to see how these different creators they get so integral come into the mix and you know and make their you know make their you know niche of the universe out. Uh, you know, it's it's yep. interesting to see. I mean, it, I discovered Matt Kent through Valiant. I at that time too, I I hadn't been reading comics super long, so I didn't really know a lot of names. So when Matt Kent came along, I didn't know who the hell he was. Like, I had no clue who he was. And uh, yeah. it wasn't until Rye came out, and I read the first issue of Rye and just absolutely loved it. And Unity was coming out at that time also, and I was enjoying Unity, but I I didn't know. Like, the name didn't mean anything to me at the time, so I didn't make the connections or anything. And uh, then I, when I realized that the guy wrote the same, you know, the, the same guy wrote those two books, I was like, oh, I guess I like this guy. That's how I figured out who Matt Kent was. Now I've been reading right. comics quite a bit longer, so names, you know, catch my attention more. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was the first time I, I had discovered a writer that way, I guess. So, you know, and now I've gotten much more into Kent reading a lot of uh, other stuff that he's done. Big fan of Kent. Oh, man, his mind management and Department H are amazing. So, yeah, I'm halfway through mind management right now. I got all six volumes. I've read the first three and then I have the two, the first two volumes of Department H that I've read some of the issues. I don't know how much I've actually read so far, but I'll be starting that over from the beginning at some point soon. Yeah, he's super personable, too, if you meet him at a show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's just, you know, very down to earth. And his wife usually, you know, travels with him, Charlene. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and so I reached out to him when he did uh, Bloodshot Zero. And yeah, I adored that issue, bought the cover art from him. And yeah, so the first piece he did for Valiant, I've got the cover art. And so I'll never part with it. But now his stuff is just, you know, I can't touch it. So kind of like Louis LaRosa's work. Yeah. I, I actually don't know if I know that cover. It's got – it's yellow with the the red Bloodshot logo in the center, and then it's got six different headshots. I the, remember, yeah. From I the remember. chest up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's – I that was a great issue. I enjoyed that. Uh, that was a good cover. Yeah, Matt Kent's great. He uh he played the first two years of the Valiant Central Fantasy Football League with us. Uh, just stumbled into it. It was actually funny because I didn't know anybody at that time. And uh, in the the big Valiant Facebook group, I just was talking about you know fantasy football, football season coming, and and team names. And that stumbled into people asking if there was a league. So I made a league, and a bunch of people joined the league. And uh, and one guy tagged a, a few various Valiant guys to see if they wanted to be in, and Matt Kent bit. So nice. I ended up uh, DMing with him some, and we were uh, chatting about you know the Rams and football in general and and stuff like that a little bit. And he played for a couple of years with us, and uh, yeah, he was he was really great. But yeah, like uh, 
he was just in Baltimore and Adam Alamo went and I had sent Adam my hardcover of the Valiant a while back because he was going to be seeing Jeff Lemire at one con and then uh, seeing Matt Kent. Uh, the plan was at NYCC, but he ended up seeing him at Baltimore first even. Um, Lemire was sick at, I think it was Chicago, C2E2, that uh-huh. he was supposed to be at. So Lemire was sick, so he missed Lemire, which kind of sucked because I really wanted to get them both to sign the book. Uh, but he got Kent, and Kent did a, a sketch in every single damn book he signed. He, uh, he, did... he signed a few for, for Adam on top of the one he did for me, and he did sketches in all of them. Like, he's just such a, a you know, giving guy like that. Yeah, I, I've met him several times, and uh, I took a whole bunch of the Bliss hardcovers with me that he had done uh, for the French versions, and he sketched in every one of them. And uh, he and Jeff Lemire are really good friends, and they're both going to be here in Denver in April at the sh- the same show that the Hernandez brothers were at last year. Oh, yeah. And so they're both going to be here, and I'm stoked because I can take you know my Valiant French hardcover and have Jeff sign it too, you know, and if he's willing to sketch awesome, if not just to be able to hang out and visit with both of them together for a while would be great. So, yeah, the, the funny difference between the two, cause we've had them both on, uh, on this podcast, uh, Matt Kent, you know, just like we were saying with Heiser, like he's just kind of more personal and go with the flow with conversation. Um, Jeff, when we had him on, it was, like he, he was very nice and all, but it was pretty much business. Like he was yeah. pretty much to the point. You could tell that he is uh, a little more uh, introverted, maybe a, l- a little less inclined to just converse with people for the hell sure. of it, you know? Uh, yeah. Which is cool. I mean, every, everybody's different, but uh, you know, we appreciated him being on too. And Jeff, Jeff and Matt, they're just, they're probably my two favorite creators in comics, but a couple of other guys up there with them, but I absolutely love both of those guys. So three years ago, funny, real quick antidote. Um, three years ago, no, maybe four years ago at San Diego, uh, my wife and I were out there and we were at the Hyatt bar. That's where everybody congregates before they split off to their parties. And, you know, we had a few drinks in us. And uh, so I'm sitting there, I'm standing there talking to Warren from Valiant, Matt Kent, Jeff Lemire. And she didn't realize that was Jeff. She had met Matt, you know, several times and Charlene. She knew Warren. And so she came up and started punching Jeff in the shoulder. She goes, you're fucking Jeff Lemire. And so it was just really funny. I was like, so I introduced my wife to him properly after that. And then we bought, promptly bought them around a drink. So, you know, so. That's awesome. I, I, I've only ever been to two cons. Um, and the first one was was really the good one. It was um, the the first shop I went to, Coast City Comics, had put on a comic con down in Portland, Maine, and it was uh, just a, you know like a two day con. It was a pretty small show, really, and uh, but that that's like that's where I met J.K. Woodward, who uh, I have become you know at least as much friends with as you do with people online. Uh, right. Like to the extent where I when David Bowie died, I had never really listened to Bowie, so I asked him what I should listen to. And he uh-huh. said, get a get a pad and a pen and call me. And so I called him and he explained Bowie to me, like everything, like, you know, different albums. These are all great. This but this is like what makes this one great. So you got to choose what you want to listen to. Um, right. But yeah, so JK was awesome. 
So uh, my buddy Kyle and I were going to it, and uh, you know, J.K. kind of caught our focus more because of his. Uh, he was doing a cover for Ninja Turtles, and he just clearly loves Ninja Turtles. And uh, that that and Star Trek, he yeah. really adores mm-hmm. both those genres. Yep, that's definitely his uh, his shit there. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so we end up the the second night. He did a, a commission for me. Uh, and he charges way too little for his commissions. Um, and we asked if we could buy him a drink. So, like, towards the end of the evening, we go over to the hotel bar with him. This is the last night. So, uh, you know, he has a friend of his there working with him that, like, wraps up his booth uh, for him. And we go and we grab dinner with him and, and get a drink. And uh, just through talking, I told him I had bought a, a pack of variants for revival because tim seeley and mike norton were there and i had gotten uh-huh. them just to, to sign the trade paperback I, that i had bought because i was like i didn't know anybody going into this con so i i bought revival and read it and liked it um but i had bought a pack of uh the phantom variants uh of the comic and i just wanted to get issue number one signed but mike norton wasn't at the table that towards the end of that day turns out it's because he was under the table because he was hung over <laughs> I found that out from him a little bit later, but so it just, that just kind of came up. So then, you know, while we're we're chilling there, then people start filing out, and Tim comes out. Everybody's starting to congregate there to go off for like uh, the Coast City guys were taking them out to a place for like uh, dinner and drinks and stuff like that afterwards uh, down in the old port. And uh, so J.K. goes, "Hey Tim," and he brings over ten, this stack of ten comics and says, "Sign these. This guy's been waiting for you." <laughs> Nice. And so Tim Seeley signs them all, and then Mike Norton comes out, and Mike Norton signs them all. They were, they were all just super great about it, too. But it's so fun when you connect with people like that. And like I said, I've been friends with J.K. since then. Um, and uh, you, know, you get this kind of special special little bond with people, even if you don't you know, continue to communicate with them like I have with J.K. But like, I'll never forget my buddy Kyle having like a half-hour discussion about religion with Yannick Paquette. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, it, it just, yeah, it was just awesome. Like, you you know, you don't expect stuff like that to happen um, when you don't actually meet the people and then you meet them. And some guys are awesome like that. And other guys, maybe not so much. Like, uh, Chris Burnham was there. And, like, I, I don't remember him going to the party or anything. And even going, like, I was going to, I didn't know anybody. So, like, I was going to go up to his booth. And, man, it didn't feel inviting. So, I didn't go up to his booth, you know? Well, sure. But, uh, yeah, a lot of great guys. Um, I might have to send my hardcover to you to get signed by Jeff then, since uh, Jeff didn't show up to the show Adam was going to. Sure, just, you know, if it doesn't turn out uh, before that with Adam, feel free to shoot it to me, you know. So I'd be more than happy to get it signed for you. That'd be awesome. Adam got Dinesh to sign it. He's got Matt Kent. And then Paulo Rivera is going to be at NYCC, so he's going to get Paulo to sign it. Uh, uh nice. Yeah, I just told him like, you know, anybody who worked on it, if you get anybody to sign it and they can do whatever the hell they want to it, I told him. So Well, know. and if Paulo's gonna be there, his dad Joe, who inked it, might be there too. Yeah, he might be. And, and the cool thing is Adam Savvy Adam did one of the greatest things for me at a con. Um it was uh I think it was Baltimore not this this year, I think it was last year or maybe even the year before. But, like, I never get to go to cons. They don't have any good cons that come up to Maine or anything. 
and uh, I haven't been able to endeavor to go further to go to a, a bigger con. Hopefully one of these days I will because, you know, a few of these cons that are attainable to go to if I could afford the time and the money, uh, a lot of you guys go to. So one of these sure. days we'll meet up at one of them. But so, so like, at, yeah, like C2E2 C- or Baltimore are probably the two yeah. best bets. Um, so Baltimore this one year, I think it was a couple years ago, uh, I asked Adam, I just sent him a message like, hey, will you do me a favor? And he said, yeah. And I said, get any comic, like any Valiant comic from there, and then just get everybody related to Valiant to sign it. Fans, people who work for Valiant, whatever. And he got the, the Baltimore variant with the crab on the cover. Uh-huh. Um, and just he did a great job. He got so many people to sign it, and just, you know, he did a really good job with it. Um, so he's, hey, Adam, you're a guy that just goes above and beyond for Valiant fans. I appreciate what you've done. I appreciate you doing what you're doing for my, uh, Valiant hardcover too. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's a good guy that Adam. Yeah. Adam, Adam's awesome. Uh, you know, we've had a few discussions offline this last year and, uh, dude, he puts everybody above himself, which is not very common. And so, yeah, he's, he's a stand up stellar human you know person valiant collector everything all rolled into one father you know he puts his son before everything too so it's just awesome to see yeah Yeah, he's he's a great guy it's it's good seeing that um anytime you see somebody that like it just like you just said putting his his son above everything when when you see people put their family first like it just it's how it's supposed to be yeah exactly it's such a good example and it makes you feel good it makes you like it, it reiterates to you that you're doing things right when you like if you do that, it doesn't matter what else is going on. You're doing things right. Yep. Ah, but uh, so yeah, I guess our podcast topic ended up being how cool some people are. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is great. You know, there's so many people in on both sides of the industry. You know, the collectors and the people that work um, in comics. So, you know, you yeah. got to highlight some of those positives sometimes too. Yeah, people get so caught up in the negatives and the things that aren't exactly what they want to be. Uh, like Dewan actually, well, he didn't he didn't ask me about my my fantasy football team name, but he said his football team name was better. Um, I said, well, mine has a story <laughs> to it. My team name is Elitist Geomancers, and the reason that uh, that I chose that name is when the Book of Death was coming out and Legend of the Geomancer was coming out. Uh, there was a lot of heat about that, and you know, people that didn't want to put the effort in to get it, you know, mostly chose to bash it for various reasons. Just you know, it's like, well, I don't want to put in the effort to get this, or I don't want to spend the money to. Which, I mean, that, that can be understandable too. Like, it it wasn't cheap to get, um, right? Certainly wasn't normal comic price, so that's understandable. But it's like to feel okay about it, they had to attack the people that did. Uh, so there right. was a lot of conversation. I remember one guy saying that uh, it was a book for elitist Valiant fans. Like, yeah, uh, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I got it because I made a deal with my shop to where it was no risk to him. You know, he still he made like normal profit for me. Like, if he sold me, you know, one issue basically. Right. Um, basically like I, I paid him enough money that it covered the cost plus the profit he would have made from me if he didn't order all the extra stuff. And he had 
you know, I don't know, 50 comics left over to sell that were like no cost to him basically at that point. Right. Um, That's when you stuff him in a bag and turn more people onto it. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, he did stuff like that and whatever, but, um, yeah, so it's like, I, I put a lot of effort into it and this guy's just like, oh, you're just an elitist. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? I want to read it. And you know what? If I couldn't work out this deal, because you know, if my shop owner was a dick, which a lot of them were at that time, you know, you hear yeah. other people's stories, that happens. Um, or right. if I just couldn't afford that money, whatever. Like, then I don't get it. I'm not going to cry about it. But everybody who couldn't or didn't want to had to attack people about it. So that was my team name, Elitist Geomancers. That's what I am. Nice. I wondered what the story was behind that. So. Yep. Now I'm a damn champion. My name's on the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get too comfortable with that. Uh, I don't know. I whooped your ass week one. I'm not too worried about the future. Well, that that was shitty. I inherited somebody else's team from last year, and then it was a you know a, a dynasty league, and yeah, so. it takes a few years to shake out. I will say with uh, with our dynasty league, it at least is structured in a way where it uh, it does cost you to keep players, so the ability to fix your team is much more there. Um, like this year, I kept I kept pretty deep into my team, and I looked at the players I was keeping and kind of their value uh, because I didn't want to just blindly keep a bunch of players and then end up actually, like, overreaching the value because I knew my, my top end was pretty valuable, but I wanted to make sure that as I went deeper that I kept the value there. So I right. think I ended up keeping 9 or 10 players. So I didn't pick a pick until really late. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, there were a lot of great cornerstone players that went before I could make even a single pick. Uh, like, you know, I mean, an obvious one is like Leonard Fournette, who is a rookie, and he's been awesome this year. Um, right. But another one that's really good, a player who I wanted and is part of the reason why uh, I'm killing it in two other leagues was uh, – um, God, why do I keep blanking on his damn name? The Chiefs running back. Um, Kelsey? No, that's the tight end. The Chiefs running um, back. The rookie. Uh, God. I don't know why I blank on his name. I keep on thinking Tyree Kill, but he was the rookie last year who was pretty hot. Right. Anyways, yeah, the Chiefs running back. Uh, in one league, I was I picked him up off of waivers after the draft. In the other league, I drafted him super late. Then in our league, he went way before I picked because he just he kept on climbing up in people's interests. Um, right. Or like I wanted to pick Andrew Luck to keep for my uh, quarterback for the the following year, and he got he went the pick before me. The pick before my very first pick, Andrew Luck went. <laughs> but, Damn. Uh, yeah. So it's good though because it makes it possible for people to climb back into it. Um, the other undefeated team, actually, I don't know if he won or lost. I think he lost this week, so I think he's three and one now. Um, but he he had a rough spot that he was starting from if you looked at who he had last year. But he really he made good moves, you know. Yeah, that's the good thing about it. But yeah, so th- this year, you know, it's kind of like uh, resettling stuff for the for anybody that took over a team. But that's the cool thing about Dynasty is people stay around so we can keep the fight going. True. Uh, well, I would love to talk more, but unfortunately, I do have a time limit tonight. But we should certainly do this again, Justin. In a, yeah, it was awesome. Thanks a, for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Well, I, I'll try not to fuck up the recording the night before and have to rush in the second episode the next time we do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm but, happy I could actually join because there was a, a couple of times that, you know, I couldn't. Yeah. Things happened and I'm just happy, you know. Well, you're always invited you to, for a little bit. 
we, we typically record uh, Tuesday nights. Um, we usually start like around 9.30 or 10 Eastern time. Uh, so if you're ever just free and want to join too, like always feel free to just shoot us a message if you're just like, hey, I'm free tonight. Are you guys recording? Because we love having people on. It's always great getting another voice in the conversation. Um, but yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Who's Paul. You can find Martin on Twitter at Geekvine. Make sure to tell him how uh, we had to get him out of the picture to talk about how wonderful people are this week. Um, <laughs> Justin is on Twitter. Uh, what the hell is your Twitter handle? Well, I go by and this Justin 76, or you can find me at Collective Valiant. Yep. So that's uh, that's his uh, Valiant podcast, Collecting Valiant at Collect Valiant on Twitter. Uh, you should definitely check them out. It's Justin, Dewan, and uh, and James Carlson, and they talk uh, much more deeper about the collecting side. Anybody that listens to us here knows that Martin and I are getting further and further from the collecting side of things. So it really works out because you guys are completely, you know, we're both doing Valiant Podcasts on the same podcast network, but we're covering very different stuff. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we, we take ours stupidly in the opposite direction. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, That's okay. I love it. Between you and uh, and Duan, if I ever find anything good, I know I can flip it easy. So. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we've helped in those regards over the last year. Yeah, yep. You guys, uh, you guys helped uh, me buy my house, I'd say. You guys helped me uh, flip some of my collection to pay a few bills and stuff. So Nice. Certainly uh, appreciate you guys using your know-how to not only uh, help yourselves, but help other people, too. You guys have both been very generous people. You know, we're, everyone has a different passion level for Valiant, and I'm just fortunate to share that same level with two outstanding gentlemen so yeah that is true love both those guys love you thank you for coming on justin uh yeah thanks for having me and everybody else listening we should be getting uh, another patreon exclusive episode recorded before too long we've been discussing a couple of different things uh we were going to be getting it recorded by now but uh martin obviously isn't here tonight so we're not going to be able to record uh, an extra podcast certainly this week uh, so that'll be coming soon so keep your eyes out for that if you're a, a patron um, and if you are not a patron uh, go to patreon.com slash the valiant central podcast i believe it is i, yep. probably I think better. it's is a it vcp or valiant central podcast i think it's valiant central podcast no the just okay. valiant central podcast um so yeah check us out there for only five bucks a month you get uh to listen to the episode as soon as it is recorded and cut, uh, which this week will be one week where it won't really be available as quickly because I'll have to send this on to somebody else to do the editing. Um, but you get that. You also will get uh, patron-exclusive episodes. Uh, and in the future, we're you know playing around with other ideas for stuff for patrons only. So check us out there. Uh, and until next time, 